Good morning, coffee moaners. You can speak? Or shall I? I just, I just did. Good morning, everyone. If you're listening on pod, podcast, welcome. The sort of stutter, 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 stuttering start. Uh, we are just uh, waiting for the, uh, the, the oh, see, it's just, did you, oh. YouTube plonks an advert at the front and says so sometimes there's a bit of a pause. How are we all? Hope everyone's well this morning. Um, what are we? What date is it? Tuesday the, what is it? Tuesday the, this is a, this is a big week. It's a big, it's GCSE week. It's a big week. <coughs> yeah, got me starting to get. Big week in many regards. Yeah. GCSEs, birthdays, best, you name it, all sorts going on this week. So, um. Yeah, interesting. Um, and obviously, this is the day after uh, Lucy let be the new um, grisly and horrendous uh, sort of and most no newly notorious serial killer uh, was sentenced to a true life sentence. Only one of four women. That, or, yeah, of one, one of four yeah. women that have been sentenced in that. Is one. Rose West one? Rose West is one. Um, uh, uh, Myra Hindley was one. Yeah. And the other one, who's the other one? The other one, it's not Beverly Allett. I was surprised it's not Beverly Allett. It was. Beverly Allett isn't a full no. wife? No, 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 no. How many babies did she kill? Three. I think she killed that they three. Knew of. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Good uh, God. So Rose West. Oh, Joanna Dennehy, who murdered three men. Um, and so she's serving a whole life term too. Yeah, Rose West. I've never heard of Joanna. Dennehy. Joanna Dennehy, not heard of her. Myra Hindley, and I have heard of Beverly Allett, and I was I was staggered that Beverly Allett hadn't been. In fact, she's due for parole, or was in twenty twenty one. Did she go into a mental institute, or did she go into prison? Don't know. Don't know. I wonder if that made a difference. So anyway, yes. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about that, but we're we're going to be kind of coming from it, coming at it from the perspective of her friend. Uh, one of whom has spoken to Panorama, who also, you know, says that she speaks for other friends who choose not to believe what's, uh, what's actually happened unless they actually hear it from Lucy Letby herself. So we're going to talk about that. We've got another angry bride. This bride is angry. And this, this is a bridezilla on... Crack. On, on, well, I wasn't going to say crack. Why? I don't know. I think we say it a bit too much. Well, it kind of diminishes I really think, strongly. No, I'm steroids. This is Bridezilla on steroids. This is the Bridezilla of all Bridezillas. This made me laugh. Sitamart, can this actually be a thing? Could anyone be this disconnected? This bonkers and disconnected. Well, hold on, hold your horses, hold on to that one. That's and, and, and if you've got any good Bridezilla stories, or were you able to recognise yourself any, in any Bridezilla moments? Yeah. Can perfectly nice people turn into Bridezillas? Well, or is I... it always there in them? I mean, this story we're going to tell you about, it, 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 it's, she must always have been like that. She must. Well, I think everyone can have, well, we'll talk about it. We'll everyone about will it. have their bridezilla moment. And I suppose what you do is anyone who sees say, someone having a moment and it's in a wedding, it's a bridezilla moment. I genuinely didn't. Because <laughs> I was so around the lemon disconnected. Meringue? No, I got the no, lemon joking, meringue. I'm joking. I'm I ordered joking. a whole one and I got one. So, and apparently it's suggested that uh, we are now a nation of coffee lovers, not tea lovers. So I want to get your opinions on that. Do you prefer tea? Do you prefer coffee? And we want to talk about gross habits. Yeah, gross habits like picking your nose, chewing your fingers, eating earwax, not washing, all oh, these kind I've of things. I tried earwax once, it was horrible. And now I can't eat Brussels sprouts because of it. Yeah, no, I always love that when you because say Brussels sprouts. Because Brussels sprouts taste exactly like earwax. It's an incredibly evocative comparison. 
Well, now they don't because they modified them more, so they've taken that earwax flavour out. Maybe your earwax has changed. No, I don't eat my earwax. This is when I did try my earwax. Sh I believe you and me. There's a lot of earwax knocking about in those in those lug hole. I tell you, love the phrase lug hole. Where does lug come from? Lug hole. Is it because you would get them by the ear and lug them around? Oh, that's a good. Do you know what I mean? Anyone is got any ideas where the lug hole? Getting by the. Is it because of lugging? You know when you lug. Oh, something? I'm going to lug you by your it's ear. It's a bit beaner. Can anyone? Can you pull somebody's ear off? Yes, I've seen many rug. Well, have you not seen rugby players with half no ear? No, but that's its bit. But could you yes. literally pull it? Well, you I mean, not neatly. Not, not no. like a... Anyway, let's not talk about this. You horrible. could tear an ear off. Oh, let's not talk about it. Don't bring things up like that. It's horrible. You did. <laughs> it's like yesterday, someone someone else contacted me privately yesterday and said, Mark, I just wanted to say that you weren't the first to swear yesterday. I was the first to swear, but I swore once. You swore five times in a row and it was too much. It's too much. You start showing off. As soon as somebody swears, you think you can just swear as much as you like. And can everybody stop sticking up for him and encouraging him? Hang on a minute, him? hang on a minute. Everyone sticks up for you. Everyone finds me insufferably annoying. I get loads of messages from people saying, for fuck's sake, can you just shut the fuck up, stop banging on, you're constantly annoying, you never let her talk. Da -da -da. Mind you, I get lots of messages saying, we, look, you're going to like one or the other of us better. It's a fact. We get it. Um, but yeah, no, what was the other thing? Oh, lots of people saying about, well, it was Keep funny. Keep swearing, says Claire. <laughs> it was a very funny home time. It... If I say so myself, I was laughing out loud. I just want to ask you this question, guys. Oh, it's hard for you, though. Because if you're listening on regularly... podcast, home time means, it's, Nadia likes to use the phrase, a reality because show. Because I still think a lot of people of my age do not know what a vlog is. Yeah, I my, nan, my people... nan still doesn't. I'm my not the age of your nan. No, sorry, my mum still doesn't know what I'm not the age is. of your mum. No, I'm not saying you are. Talk about I'm... my age. Still yeah. don't know what a vlog means. You'll say it and they'll go, what's that? But they know what reality show means. Yeah. And it is. A reality show unlike anything on telly because you keep in all the stuff that a producer that an executive producer wouldn't be allowed to keep in and you keep in the stuff that I tell you not to because people have told me because I can't minute. bear to watch it minute. I never watch it. Hang on. What we all like about this channel and what lots of people say about things from the curly cooks to really honest movie reactions even when the whole world is saying some film is great and we think it's not we'll say, well I think it's not we individually think it's not we'll say it, we're not afraid it's not like we're not just promoting vanilla so those bits that I keep in yes sometimes I take it to the edge when you say don't put them in but I also bleep but but don't bleep enough. a lot of telly programs don't understand what's not funny but what's a bit more interesting than the same old shit being churned out i mean that's why i like the osbournes whoever was producing the Osbournes, you yeah, never so knew good. what was going to walk into frame at any point yeah so many things you just see the formula running towards you don't you yeah but anyway did, so does everyone so like you're obviously you know but do you think vlog is yet a word that is understood it never appears in the title never appears in the title no but to home time what does that mean i think we've got well i think uh, yeah you're right i think for everyone on the channel who knows the channel yeah. you know you know what that means but what do you what, so what do you call it what are you suggesting you i think it's the, the swallow or... adelaide reality show i think that's what it is oh, i don't like that at all no but it says what it is it's one two it's on the tin says what it got, is. who's going to pick something up that they don't know what it means on the tin well the osbournes was just the osbournes <laughs> And the channel's yeah, called the Swallower Adelaide. No, 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 I know, but we're called the Swallower What is? What do you think? The Osbournes were so radical as reality TV. It was. It, it was. was. Oh, it my really God. Was. It was absolutely brilliant. She's one of my favourite people. I love her. 
I've met a couple of times on this. Erin Bullamore, it means video log, which everyone would understand vlog is just slang. I think, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Because I think mm. you guys are all quite No, because you've just grown this, up with it. Manner. I think if you haven't, mm. um, yeah. Mm. Anyway. A new title for each vlog, I think, maybe. Just maybe no title. Maybe just a different, maybe you don't have the home time thing. Yeah. It's a shame. I feel sort of, okay. I don't know if I agree. Also, um, we, do you have an end finally? Did you, did you, are you going to yes. share that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so what do you want to talk about first? I want to talk about Lucy Let Be and less about, obviously, the sentencing, which is right. We talked yesterday about how difficult the pros and cons of her, for the victims of her not appearing in court, not facing her sentence, not hearing their victim statements, um, impact statements. Um, but the thing that, the piece came up last night in the Evening Standard, which I thought was just interesting, and this was written by a woman who's written a book about the pressures of female friendship, or the myths, if you like, of female friendship. Um, and Claire Cohen, who's written a book called BFF, I think it's called, yeah, BFF, The Truth About Female Friendship. Now, this could be seen as a cynical attempt to kind of, you know, attach the story to her book in the hope to sell books. But she talks about the idea, because we are in this curious situation where a school friend of Lucy Letby's called Dawn was speaking on Panorama, and she said that her and a wider group of friends stand by her. I mean, I don't know if this is still the case after the court case or whatever, but she did say something along the lines of, here, here we go, I grew up with Lucy, and not a single thing that I've seen or witnessed of Lucy would let me for a moment believe she's capable of the things she's accused of. It's the most out-of-character accusation you could ever put against her. Think of your most kind, gentle, soft friend and think that they're being accused of harming babies. Unless Lucy turned around and said, I'm guilty, I will never believe that she's guilty. That paragraph, coupled with this article, led me to the kind of coffee moaning Instagram post, which I was curious to chat with Nadia about, uh, about which is, you know, can we be such a profoundly bad judge of character? I mean, that in and of itself is not a crime for them to not believe what she's done. I mean, vast numbers of people could not believe she was doing what she was doing, which is why you could argue this has happened. But is it the pressures of, of female friendship? Are there pressures around staying friends and loyal despite what your friends are and who they are? I mean, this woman likes to suggest that there's a best friends forever kind of pressure well, I think, I think there's like a couple of things in there. First mm. of all, I think that you should never be attacked if you have had a bad judge of character, because I think mm. that people can be extraordinarily manipulative. Mm. I mean, a narcissistic psychopath or a, nar a narcissist is often the most cunning person that you will ever come across in your life, and they will stop at nothing to play the game to make you believe that there's somebody that they're not. So to ever be attacked for that, I mm. think is just, is, is just wrong. Mm. Um, they will be attacked for this. They oh, will be, they will sure. be. And I don't think that that's fair. I can think of a couple of situations where I've been very loyal to people that other people have felt are this or that and been really attacked for it. But like, I'm trying to think about Friends that I have, and this is this is not on the toxic pressured side because I think that is another. I think that's an extra bit to conversation. And I think, what is loyalty, and what is blind loyalty? Mm. For me, loyalty is loyalty, right? So blind loyalty would be if somebody said to me, 
here is the absolute clear evidence. Here is the clear evidence that your friend has done this, this, this or that. Yeah, yeah. And I still go, no, no, they couldn't have. Right. Right? Yes. So that would be like blind loyalty. But loyalty to me, like if, if my friend was accused of something absolutely horrendous, I'm just running through all my friends, I, I wouldn't be able to just believe that. Right. Because they've been accused of it. Right. Because I, I believe that all my friends are really good and decent and caring and people. Right. You know, who would you have as a friend if you believed that they could murder babies? Nobody. Nobody would have anybody that's a friend. Yeah, I mean, this is an so, extreme case. So this is a very extreme case. But say, for instance, if you made it Isabella, something much yeah. more like, much yeah. much more day-to-day. Yeah. You know, that somebody came to me and said about another friend of mine, oh, my God, you can't believe what they did. They did this, 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 this. And it just sounded completely out of character. Mm. I'm not going to believe that person. But if, you were then, but if you're then presented, stranger. if you're then presented with, I mean, I think the if you're then presented with a video yeah. with them doing it, and you still say they didn't do it, that's blind. So that's loyalty. interesting. So what you're saying, in a, in, a, in a in a weird way, there's yeah, blind loyalty is regardless of the facts, regardless of the evidence, it's a refusal to, and and in a sense, that's that is total denial. But you can still be. Are you saying you can still be loyal to? So could they still be a friend to this woman? even if they have irrefutable proof that she's done it. Well, they believe that none of the evidence... Stacks up. Stacks up. I mean, a few people have said that. It's bizarre. Hmm. Her friends are disgusting, says Tony Dunsford. See, yeah, I See, mean... See, that's it... an interesting... Hmm. That's an interesting angle. And I know a lot of people will feel like that. But I, I just... Imagine... OK. So, imagine... So, they really, really believe she didn't do this. And maybe why they're talking out is that they're very, very scared because they believe whoever did do it is still doing it. That's the other thing you've got to think about. Like, why would you come forward and say it? Because you know you're going to get shit. But A, if you passionately believe your friend has been wrongly convicted, you're also going to have to passionately believe that the person is still out there who's done this. And yes. therefore more babies are in danger. Yes. Yeah. It's like... The guy, you know, who just did 17 years for rape, Andrew mm. McElsby. You know, I listened to all his podcasts actually before he was released. And his terror at the thought that that man was still out there. I mean, he stayed in prison for so much longer than he needed to. Because he said, if I admit at some point, the person that did this must be put away. Because he was so dangerous. Mm. And he did like... He did like seven more years because he refused to say he did it when he hadn't done it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so what if these friends really do believe their friend and also are very worried? I don't think they're disgusting. I genuinely don't. But I understand why some people do. But I think I, I think if she's been found, I mean, it does strike me as odd that you, at this point. I mean, again, I mean, the, I the, think interview, the interview the interview didn't happen. I'm, I'm presu- it can't have happened. The interview didn't happen after the after the verdict. So. You know, the fact that the verdict's come through, I wonder, I'd be fascinated to know where they're at in that, in their sort of friendship or their understanding of her. I think, oh, I think, well, the, I think, verdicts, I mean, no, 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 I no, no, no. believe she did it and I'm very glad that she's going to be put yeah. away for life. But I've just given another example of a man that was put away for 17 years. Not, mm. verdicts are not always right. Uh, so often people are in prison that shouldn't be. Yeah. So... Yeah, this is interesting. Reese Roberts, loyalty should encompass being able to hold a friend accountable and have tough, uncomfortable conversations if a circumstance demands it. Sometimes you have to protect other people from 
a friend, someone else just... But, but, Reese, you know, imagine that they... I would imagine they have had uncomfortable conversations with her where they've said, you know, I just can't believe... Is there any truth in this? I can't believe they didn't have a conversation. But what if she's... Well, she is a master manipulator, mm. a narcissist. Mm. Narcissists lie... They are the greatest actors. So I feel sorry for her friends. I don't feel angry for her friends because I've seen many narcissists in my life and I've seen many people victims of narcissists and it is a horrible thing I to would, I would argue that, for me, my, my sense of this story looking at it is, is, is that the friends are as much victims mm. within... Oh, and Claude said exactly the same thing. ...are as thing. much victims within the sort of collateral damage yeah. of this as I'm sure countless work colleagues are. I'm not talking about those people who are were responsible for sending it almost to another bloody child unit or, you know, the idea that there's a cover-up of some sort here. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about those colleagues and people and families who will have felt that there was a, a sort of honesty and a, and a genuineness to her that was, that, was, that was real. You're right. I think what I do think we are dealing with here, and I think we have to accept it, is, is narcissism. Because I think, you know, the, the, some of the sort of aspects of her story that I'm seeing around bitterness around not being kind of promoted in a certain way, not being the centre of attention, making herself... But has, she must have know. gone through a psychiatric yeah, but, assessment. But, but, Did they say she, she'd been diagnosed But the problem with narcissistic personality disorder is it's not, as we discovered in the Johnny Depp trial, it's not actually a cast iron... No, I know, but I just wondered whether there had been I think there always a is some... A mental report. Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I always think there must, be, there must be some kind of narcissistic. I think she sits at the sort of... Um, you know, the, she, the messianic kind the of way, control. The way that she, she wanted to be in the centre of every death. Exactly. She wanted to be safe. She wanted to be... Exactly. Oh, just... Yeah. So I, 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 think, I think the friends, is it, we can all be a bad judge of character. We can, all, we can all wrongly judge people. But I also think what's interesting in this piece about misplaced loyalty is, 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 is also, is also recognising that people across time, these are, these are school friends with these, you know, these girls, across time people change. And I think we as a culture, there's another story we were going to talk about, about best friends on holiday. As a culture, we sort of put a lot of pressure on friendships for life. And maybe, I don't know, I'm not a woman, is there more pressure on women to maintain friendships or, we've, or we've not? We've talked about this before and we've touched on this before here. And also we've, in our Agony Aunt and Uncle podcast, we've, we've answered a couple of mm. problems on this where people have been, yeah. um, you know, felt that pressure to maintain that friend, a friendship that has gone toxic. And it's, I think there's enormous pressure on women to do that. And I think you can grow out of people, like friendships, like you grow out of, mm. I mean, a platonic friendship in the way that you can in a sexual relationship. And if, and I've said that this before on here, but if, if, if a woman is talking to a group of women about a relationship that they might be in with, with their partner, which is toxic and controlling and or boring or whatever, that group of women will be 100% oh god, you know, get out of the relationship. Mm. But when it comes to friendships, it's supposed to last forever no matter what. And I just don't believe that. I, I think you can fall out of love with your friends and that's okay. I also think the narcissist spell can also really uh, lure friends into an incredibly codependent relationship. Um, and I think narcissists know how to find friends uh, and, and attach themselves to friends that are, that are lacking mm. something in themselves that deliver to the narcissist a fix 
or their supply. And they do this thing, narcissists, of it's, it's a, I don't know what creature is it, despite, you know, the, it sort of teases them, sometimes a bit like, a, you know, when a cat gets a mouse, it sort of t plays with you, leaves you a bit, waits for you to want a bit more. You know, so I, I'd be fascinated to know that, you know, what the nature of these friendships were and are and, and how, they, how they kind of, you know, developed over years. I'm sure there's a power really balance there. I feel really sorry for them. Yeah, because they're caught in a spell. Because they are going to have to let go of the... I mean, they may become consumed by it, that if they really believe that a terrible injustice has been done to mm. their friend, that will affect their entire lives. Mm. Imagine if you really believe your friend hasn't done it. Mm. And they're in prison for the till the end of their days. I would be consumed mm. if if, it, if a friend of mine was in prison and I believe they've been wrongfully convicted. Oh my God! I don't think I'd be able to sit. I'd be obsessed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Francisca Bastos. Yes, Nads. Thanks for saying it. I'm in my early thirties, and it's the time that this natural selection of friends starts happening, and it can be heartbreaking, but so needed. Um, mm. Faith Goodman, watch interviews with Professor David Wilson. He's fascinating to listen to about murderers like her. He says Ooh. their personality is so sly and controlling but come over as a lovely person when you meet. Can I write that down? David Wilson on YouTube. Pro I love Professor your... David Wilson. I love your recommendation. Uh, someone else said... Uh, sorry, I just wanted to read. Oh, yeah, Chloe H. I've had to remove myself from my absolute best friend of 18 years as she's done something in my eyes unforgivable, not towards me, and it's been so awful, a true grieving process oh, for me. Oh, who's yeah. that? Uh, Chloe H. Oh, sweetheart. It yeah. is grieving. It's a death. Mm. It feels like a death, doesn't mm. it? And, um... I do, I do, I, and I, I can well believe there are more pressures on women for this BF... Oh, fuck, can I just say I fucking hate the, the well, acronym it's just the BFF? In, it's what does it mean? infantilising of women always, isn't it? Best friends forever. Best friends forever. But you see, and I think, obviously, we talk a lot about how a lot of men, as they get older, become more and more isolated and less and less connected socially. And, and so I don't think it is the same pressure for men in the way that it is for women. And this is the opposite end of the spectrum, if you like, is staying in, feeling you have to stay in friendships that are toxic for you is, must be awful. I'm just thinking about that problem that we answered on Agony Up yeah, yeah, yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Such a lovely girl. I could mm. just tell by her letter about her friend. And obviously her friend had had all the control for a long time. And then her friend was doing well, was in a good relationship, was like having, you know, work was going well. And clearly from reading the problem, the friend just had a massive problem with that and mm. had dumped the friend. And, mm. I, and my answer to that was I feel so sorry for that friend because mm. she wasn't able to move with you and grow with you and be joyful for you. And... You know, what's that word we were talking, we used the other day? Compersion. When you just have the joy in somebody else's joy and you need nothing from it. That's what I need from my friends. Mm. That's what I have from my... I mean, oh my God, I get goosebumps just thinking about, you know, like Hannah and Cass and, and uh, Tit. Like, we literally, you can see us, like, we get goosebumps when the other, when something happens for the other, everything. Mm. And that's, that's what you need from your, my, all my friends are like that. I wouldn't have any friends that I didn't feel had joy for me. Mm. If, they, if, if I had to hide my light under a bushel, then I do that with enemies. Why would I do that mm. with friends? And if, if I felt somebody wasn't happy 
for me having a good day. You know, like some friends are like, yeah, but how's everything else? You know, they always want you to hear the negative. Oh, look, look, I'm telling you now, or the vast majority- can't even be bothered to hear the when things are bad. You know what I mean? Might just want to have the headline that things are bad, but don't actually want to like listen to you. It's That's... not even so-called friends. It's really odd how curiously and curious how so many people who are close to you uh, or care for you are actually only re really interested when things go wrong for you. Hmm. So, um, you know, because well, afterwards I go, hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk about coffee and tea. We've become a nation of coffee lovers. What do you guys prefer, guys? Type I'm it really now. I'm surprised about this. Is this really true? Well, this is, let's have a look. Who's done the, who's done the survey? It's a Cleveland, Ohio. No, it's not. A Statista <laughs> consumer survey. Who, who the hell is Statista? I don't know. 63% of us regularly drink coffee compared to just 59% oh. who drink tea. I, I mean, I know more pe more people I know drink coffee than drink tea. I don't drink tea anymore. Yeah. I mean, I literally, one of the problems with tea for me is, and, and I think this is a huge part of it, is even the pods, there's an instancy, or there's a, there's a sort of an immediacy to coffee that there isn't with, with the tea yeah. bag. The, there's the, there's so the cryptic arts, there's the, there's the ancient arts, there's that, you know, I go to say, what you offer you a cup of tea, and a huge part of me dies inside. But because, it's caring. No, 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 I know, no, that caring side. The well, ritual that, of tea. But that's very what makes lovely. me go over, yeah, that's what makes but me go over. But the ritual of tea, so as you know, I, I am now a coffee drinker, but wasn't before menopause, and I love, I have to have my coffee every day now, and it's a really treat and it's lovely. But I'm a tea addict as well, and will be all my life. And I think I grew up. You know, my father's Arabic, and it is the ritual of the tea. I mean, my God, I used to love it when we'd go back to Jordan. And you'd every shop you went into, every shop, even if you popped in for a bloody box of washing powder, they would give you tea. And the tea would be like these pop, you know, pouring it up and down like this high. That is high, very magical, yeah. And then back down this high, and then like six spoonfuls of sugar. Yeah. And, the tea, and then sucking it through the teeth, the ritual of tea. And I think before the tea bag, the rich, and my mum and dad still make their tea, loose tea in a teapot, warm the teapot. I mean, I remember as kids, my dad warming the teapot. You know, and I think everything has become so... Quick. Quick. That's why coffee's and, and that's And food, you know, we're all having so many takeaways, everything. Now it's the ritual of cooking for me is like a loving thing. Like Mark would say, it would say, oh, can you get me a coffee? And I go, would you like, you know, would you like a cappuccino? Because actually I want to heat the milk and like froth the milk and do all of that stuff because I actually think it's a pause in the day. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Natasha Tiramos. Hi, Natasha. Nothing beats a good cup of tea on a rainy day, especially if you drink it staring out the window. I, I've got to... I, staring out the window. I've got to a point now where I, I'm so intolerant of tea, I actually punch tea bags. Oh, I, wow. No, I do. I, I surreptitiously tear them. No, I don't. I don't do that, but someone does. Do you know what? No, no, no. You, I don't. Mark, I don't. you have been doing that. I have not. I have never, ever have had first tea bags. I sabotaging the tea bags. Well, box. Mark, that is weird. Because why am I suddenly getting split tea bags and I've never got them before? Funny you should say that because the last time I went to make you a cup of tea, I thought, bloody hell, someone's really not tearing these tea bags off properly. And it was you. No, it wasn't me because I used. You are so difficult with your tea. I always use tea tea bags, even when you say don't make it strong. I don't, but then I can't drink it. But I don't put them in for very long. 
So I, 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 don't I, want I merely to show no because the, because the color you want it, you can't get it unless the tea bag has soaked. I only want that this. color in the day, in the night. I don't want that color because that, I won't sleep. I only want that color in the day, not in the night. But then it's manuka. It's then the it's only maple thing syrup. You make then, me. then it's just the babe, 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 babe. That's the only thing you make me. Why don't you make it just beautifully? It's a poem. It's, it's not. It's, it's a, a poem. Yeah, a it, cup of tea or a cup of coffee beautifully made, like a sprinkle of coconut sugar or a bit of maple I'm a tea syrup for coffee. Like when somebody brings a beautiful cup of coffee, it's like even, you know, when you go into a coffee shop and they've, they've done it all beautifully and they've put like a heart and you're just like, oh, I always go, oh my God, that's so beautiful. It's like a, it's like a little present in the day. Mm. And you don't ever even ask me if I want a cup of tea anymore, and it makes me sad. That's not true. I did if the I was your girlfriend, you would ask me That's if I want a cup true. of tea. That's not true. That is not true. Yes, That's you not would. true. Well, it is true. It is true. Because you've actually sucked, now wife. sucked, hoovered, and just removed the guts of any joy in making a cup of tea. You really have. You've made it a stressful enterprise. It's so contrary. It's so contrary. Sometimes I need to pour the tea on one leg with my left elbow out the window and, a, no. and with the sun sometimes passing through Sometimes I like the... a green tea so, yeah. and sometimes I like a builder's. I'll and make you night, a cup of tea straight after this. Straight I've after this. One, I but I, I do think the reason coffee is so successful is the speed. It's the speed, the efficiency, the convenience. Uh, my dad gave up coffee after he was diagnosed with high blood pressure. Now both my parents and most of my family only drink tea, apart from me who only drinks hot coffee. Is that the one you wanted to read? No, 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 it oh, was something else, sorry, but, but yeah, <laughs> no, but nice to hear from you, No, it was something about, oh, I've lost it now. No, it's gone. Um, really only a tea drinker. I mean, a lot of you seem to be tea drinkers. I, I, tea, Natasha, you're right. Tea feels mindful. Coffee feels, go get it, baby. Go and do it. Now, for me, I have a moment what, in the day. a cappuccino? Ah, I have a moment, for me, the end coffee of my day is a, oh God almighty, I'm getting old, is an oat milk cappuccino. I went into a coffee shop yesterday and I said, can I have an oat milk cappuccino, please? Said, and there was a pause. I said, I'm so sorry for sounding like such a fucking wanker. I said, Did I never... Did you swear in the yes, coffee shop? Yes, yeah, she pissed herself laughing. Oh, my. I said, I'm so sorry. I said, oat milk cappuccino. I said, there was a time when people used to order cappuccinos and I used to work with someone who used to order them and, and I'd say to them, going to get your cappy wappy wappy woo -wah. You know, Who would say a cappy wappy woo. He used to say, "I'm going to go and get my cappy." Well, that's why it's someone I work with. I'm going to go and get my cappy wappy woo, and I'd be like, "Well, oh, I don't think you should judge everyone that likes a nice slow coffee by him. He's obviously I'm, I'm saying, I like a nice slow coffee against a wall. Cappy wappy woo. That's not what I call it. I think you're conflating. I don't think you're listening. You're texting. I'm not texting. Uh, I'm finding this. So anyway, so coffee. I think yes. Yeah, so it's so, like it, it, you know, and also. We don't have tea shops, do we? Do you think there's kind of room in the market? Do you think there'll be a moment where we go slow and everyone will start to open tea shops? Like, See, like that, was, that, was, that was an ambition of mine for a long time. I said, oh, I'd love a nice tea shop. And then I was with this boyfriend. I had this boyfriend once who kept saying he'd like to get me a nice tea shop. And it gave me such the ick. I thought, mm. I know why you want to get me a nice tea shop. So I sit in the back of a shop making tea. This is a very odd story. It's because he didn't want me to and anyone else to see me. And he, he it's was a very a, odd story. But he was using the, the cover of a tea shop to achieve And I this. think he wanted me to have antiques as well. I was just like, oh, no, God, I'm sorry. I'm trying to envision I suddenly, no, I'm going to get rid of you. Hang on, suddenly you're feeling like, what was the name of that? What was the name of that antique dealer show that, that had... That had um, 
Oh God, what was the name of that antique dealer? The great Mike, Mc, Mike, whatever his name. Oh my God, I'm envisaging you as a, an antique dealing tea drinker. Uh, we have a tea shop. I think, is the tea shop still more of a thing outside of the city? I mean, in the city, I think Lovejoy. Thank you so much, Lovejoy. What was his name? What was Lovejoy's name? Ian, oh, Ian, Ian McShane. McShane. I'm seeing you as Ian McShane now at the back of an antique <laughs> shop drinking tea. I, I think, think we have similar hair. I think tea is, sits outside of the urban diaspora. I think it's the, the urban fizz and funk and freneticness of and franticness of city life means that a coffee is a great little partner just to fire you through. Basically, it's drugs. That's what Reese was just saying there's something about um, coffee and about how Starbucks always serve it lukewarm. Tea. And then charge a fortune. Coffee. Starbucks. We, you know, if you're trying to get a coffee early in the morning in a rush and you just hear those words from people, extra hot, please, and you go, oh, God, I'm going to be standing here for ages. Because they actually don't make it that hot. Mm. Uh, Bet Betty's Tea Room, uh, we filmed there. Yeah, absolutely, we filmed there with Nigel. Um, Kale says, tea is a conversation drink, coffee is a don't look at me drink. Very interesting. Mm. Yeah, I mean, if somebody were to come into the house upset, I would make them a cup of tea. Mm. David Shell. I would never think of making them a coffee if they were upset. Oh, what if they're upset? Yeah. I, 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 I offer a coffee when I want us to have a, a good old... But, yeah, but anyway, no, so that oat milk cappuccino for me is the moment that coffee intake stops. It's the soft landing. For me, the frothy top of a cappuccino is like a parachute shoot. Helping me land. Anne-Marie Franklin says that they have lots of lovely tea shops in her village. Oh, God, I just it's, it's like transported thing. to the life of living in a village yeah. where you go and have a cup of tea and you buy your newspaper from the local shop. So sick of living in London. They do say that coffee, I mean, coffee drinking is a gateway drug to injecting ketamine into your eyeballs. <laughs> Apparently. Apparently, it's always the next step. We're going to have ketamine bars any minute now. Okay, so moving on from coffee. Gross habits. Oh, no, we haven't done Angry Bride. We've got so many. Oh, what do we okay, do? Okay, let's quickly do Angry Bride. Angry Bride, and then we'll do it. We'll save gross habits for tomorrow. Um, so, yes, tell us about this. So, this bride, <coughs> Susan, um, cancelled her wedding to her long-term long boyfriend because she couldn't afford it. She's American, this woman. Um, she'd been relying, wait for this, on donations of $1,500 from each guest. So she's crowdfunding her wedding, essentially. She crowdfunded her wedding, right. Um, so so she, she cancelled the wedding, and I love this. This is what she put on Facebook. How did this all come crashing down? Well, I invite you all on Facebook, players, bystanders, and side characters of the people in my life to take a seat and listen. She's deranged. You're all involved somehow. Somehow everyone is wrapped into this mess. Even if you weren't invited to my wedding, I don't care. We'd sacrificed so much and only asked each guest for $1,500 we talked to a few people who even promised, promised us more to make our dream come true. She's monstrous. My maid of honour pledged $5,000 along with her planning services. We tearfully thanked and accepted. My ex's family offered to contribute $3,000. My ex's, her ex's. <laughs> we made it clear if you couldn't contribute, you were not invited to our exclusive wedding. This is a once-in-a-lifetime party. Hang on a party. minute. 
So you're only allowed to come to this party if you show... It's like those people in your life who only contact you and see no shade or are not at all embarrassed that the only time they contact you is for something rather than how you are. Wait, it gets better. <clears throat> how was this supposed to happen without a little help from our friends? To make matters worse, my ex's family took back their offer. Suddenly, more people backed out, including the CUNT maid of honour, oh my, my best God. friend since childhood, oh my, my second family. <laughs> she apparently only got 196 well, dollars pounds in donation. So nasty. Her fiance suggested that they could get a cheap raggedy wedding ceremony in Las Vegas. Good on you, mate, Flip. But Susan said, I just wanted to be a Kardashian for one day in my life and you can make this happen for me. <laughs> oh my gosh, she says, I need to get away from this awful society. How hard it, would How it have hard been, to... been to fucking donate, friends? Do I matter to you? I'm cutting <laughs> you reminder. Off. Don't think you owe me. And she signs off, I'm cutting all of you snakes off. I'm living my life alone now. Hang on a minute. There is such a profound disconnect between this woman and the real world. I mean, we're talking about judge of character. Everyone's just realised what a monster. <laughs> they might be snakes. But I mean, she's God a... knows whether it's true or not. And I'm sure this is an extremely rare situation, but it just it was just funny. I just love sometimes the bare faced cheek of people. <laughs> Flipping it, flipping it. Well, there we go. Okay, well, we're going to do, we're going to do uh, gross habits uh, another day, but yeah, so go and pick also, your nose. We were thinking, you know how on the news we always used to have and finally, and then they stopped doing it because apparently people turned off because nobody wanted any good news. I like the and sillily. And sillily. Well, you always do something silly. Do a little silly stuff. How would you feel about an and finally, where we always just say a, a nice piece of news? I said this to Mark, and Mark said it made him feel sick. Well, I'm going to do a poll quickly before we go. Would you like... At the end of Coffee Moaning. At the end of Coffee Moaning, a sweet, happy, and finally, or a silly, sometimes rude, funny, surprising... Story. <laughs> good, good oh, no. news story. No, no, it's not either. You do yes, the silly, and then and finally is good news. A sweet, happy, and a sweet, yeah. a sweet. The and happy, finally comes after the silly bit. It's not an either or. A sweet, happy, like and news? finally, or a silly, sometimes rude, funny story at the <clears> end. <throat> That's your choice. I didn't mean for it to be a choice. What, what was your poll? Poll was. Do you like good news? Oh no, I'm asking, <coughs> would you like at the end of a sweet, happy and finally, or would you like a silly, sometimes rude, funny story? Oh. Look at you, look at you saying, oh. no, sweet, no, silly, no, you're sometimes gonna win. You're gonna rude. Win. No, you're gonna win, it's just, it, you're, you're edging it out. Oh no, you were edging and it look out. Look at the way he's worded it. That's not true, sweet, sweet happy and silly, finally. funny, rude. A good oh, news. Like, good news or sweet, look at the way you sold that. Look at you. Oh, shit. Oh, well, I think, well, it's not clear. It's, a, it's, a, it's as close as Brexit. <coughs> I'm 
I think that I think those numbers are suggesting it should be one or the other alternately. I think it should be something silly and then an and finally bit of good news because I follow a lot of these Instagram accounts that that pop out both. good news and and they work really hard at it and they're always told that nobody wants to hear good news if it leads it bleeds and it pisses me off because mm. good news actually makes me feel we do make Fridays do become increasingly silly, don't they? Yeah, but look, we're looking just ever so slightly. One hundred and fifty votes, ever so slightly silly. Sometimes rude, funny story. I think, or a sweet, happy, and life affirming, and final. Right, and right, doodly do, doodly do. Come on, like two newscasters. We're done. And finally, I've got a story. Oh, okay. And finally, and finally, a good heartwarming bit of news. Oh, I know they're going to like that, this. Let me just finish that ketamine. So, Lydia Rampin. I'm already bored. Had her beautiful <laughs> eight-month-old dog. She turned away for a second Ooh, and the dog. the dog ran off. Oh, no. And the dog was missing for two years. Oh. And Lydia followed up every lead. She never stopped looking for her. She would go out, she'd put, so she did everything to find this dog. And then one day it was just a random act of kindness. A man was driving along in his van, saw that this dog was on its own, picked it up, took it to the vet. The vet did the microchipping and then she got this call. We've got your dog two years later. Oh. And the dog, when she went to pick up the dog, the dog went completely mad. And then, this is the beautiful and finally moment, fell asleep in her lap. Oh. Don't think that's so beautiful. Just fell asleep in her lap on my home. Because Lydia's lap was home. What do you think, guys? What do you think? That's sweet. That is sweet. <sighs> she um, was stolen, you know. I know she wasn't. The was dog she? was stolen, yeah. And she escaped to come back home. Okay, well we've got a Thank you, we've got a little lovely natted the saying, lovely. No, no, it was lovely, it really was, it really was nice. Um so we've got a little happy birthday for Isabella Willow, who's twelve years old. Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday, Isabella. Sorry. Happy birthday to you. And finally, if you want to know what the funniest joke this year was at the Edinburgh Festival and which won the Dave Thank Award you, for Funny Joke, it was this. It was. I started. Oh, he's going to put a silly on the end of my finally. I started dating a zookeeper. You've, Mark, you've it, just trampled over that and finally. But it turned out. Supposed to leave people with a warmed heart. I started dating a zookeeper, but it turned out he was a cheater. And on that note. That's my.